Hey, what's up, me too? It's Alex here. Uh, really quick before we get started, just want to remind everybody we have a live show coming up July 7th, 8 p.m. in Portland, Oregon. If you're anywhere near here, it would be really awesome if you could come out and see our show. It's going to be so good. We have a very special guest, editor of the Portland Mercury and author of the syndicated column, I Love TV, Stephen Humphrey. Humpy to his fans. He is going to be here talking to us about some of the best slash worst shark movies of all time. We're doing a shark spectacular uh, it's going to Jaws 4, Shark Tale, and Deep Blue Sea. It's going to be a great show, so definitely come out. We're also debuting our first ever t-shirt. This is going to be a, uh, it was designed by a fan. It's a Space Shark t-shirt. It's great looking. Uh, I think you're going to like it. It'll be available for sale on the web later, but your first chance to get it is live in Portland. Go to read-weep.com slash live right now. You can get tickets. You can RSVP to the Facebook event. Let us know you're coming. Let us know if you want a shirt. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see you. Also, we have another live show coming up in September. September 1st, we just got asked to perform at Bumbershoot, the huge music and arts festival in Seattle. So if before you've always wanted to, like you thought you might have to choose between seeing us or seeing Gautier and Tony Bennett, now is your chance. We're all performing on the same bill September 1st. So you'll hear more about that as as it gets closer. But right now, your focus should be entirely on the Shark Spectacular in Portland on July 7th. Thanks. Enjoy the show. Chris just reads the script. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, a crab. Oh, yes, a scorpion? <laughs> I'm really excited for Team Crab versus Team Scorpion, guys. <laughs> right, not to yeah. be confused with the Sarlacc pit monster, which was neither lobster nor crab. <laughs> it was more of a box monster, if I understood that correctly. <laughs> it was a box with flaps. <laughs> Side A, fold down to tab B. Well, it's kind of a good life if you're a box monster to just happen to be in the Inquisition so people feed you all the time. No, no, no. I think what it is is you, um, you know, if you're an inquisition you look until there's a box monster and then you build your inquisition there <laughs> that's probably a solid plan although i don't know how many roaming inquisitions there are well they're tough to nomadic move. and despotic race <laughs> well how everyone... many deserted islands have you been to well that's yeah. true yeah although if it's yeah. deserted i can't imagine there's a lot of inquisition there either <laughs> i mean for a deserted island they had a lot of balloons and a lot of cleavage <laughs> all right let's talk about yeah. <laughs> Good evening, Meat Suits and Meat Dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 148. We have now done as many episodes as Dunbar's number, the cognitive limit to the number of social relations a person can maintain. Whoa, that's how many? Wait, so I should only have 148 friends on Facebook? Well, I think they mean unaided. I think Facebook helps you maintain additional friendships. Oh, yeah, it's like a Rolodex. <laughs> With drunk <laughs> pictures, yeah. But also, I think that I think the rule is this 148 is the num- maximum number of people you can have relationships with, where you know everybody's name and you know everybody's relationship to each other. Ooh. And I don't know, That's like true. if you had like 800 friends, how do you know if two of them are dating all of a sudden? Like you might not. Even well, on Facebook, the, fa- might not. That's even why play you need that. the drunk Rolodex. <laughs> uh, speaking of things that are nevertheless hard to keep track of, this week we're talking about the Lost Continent. The 1968 film, uh, which was originally written under the working title, Gilligan's Fucked Up Island. (laughs) (laughs) And the, uh, actually, I think the original shooting script was called The Unluckiest Boat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This uh, episode is sponsored by Nancy. She says this, quote, Some friends raved about it, so I finally watched it. It is bad in an awesome kind of way. And also, it's a hammer film. 
I looked it up. She was not talking about MC Hammer. <laughs> Damn it! Wait, stop. Not Hammer Time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is sponsored by Nancy. Also, if you want to sponsor an episode, if you want to, for example, if you're like, here's a an obscure piece of 1960s British sci-fi that you want us to watch that we haven't yet in the last two weeks, uh, then go. you can go right now to read-weep.com slash sponsor, and you can pick any topic under the sun. British, not British. Hammer, not Hammer. If you just want us to watch the video for Hammer Time over and over and over again, we'll do it. We'll if do you... the British version, which is less popular. <laughs> 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 if I could do a good British accent, I would just say stop Hammer Time with it, but I can't. We'll do it in post. Thank you. <laughs> Run it through the old Audacity British filter. <laughs> Which is actually just set the sound of rain in the background. Anyway, uh, so do that. Sponsor topic right now. You can pick anything for a very reasonable fee. You can choose Our Destiny for an entire episode. So go for it. Uh, also, the show is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash weep. As always, go to that address. Sign up for a free trial. And you get to support our show. And you get to have a free audiobook for free. That's what a free audiobook means. Uh, do that. That would also be really helpful. Those are the plugs. Let me introduce you to today's panel. I'm your host, of course. My name is Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And these are some of my friends. Today in San Francisco, California, it's Ezra Fox. Alex, I was once famous in your country. I'd like. I'd much rather you say, like, I'm huge in Canada right now. Like, I want <laughs> I to be... I used to be huge in Canada. Yeah, you don't want to be used to. I don't know. That just seems like a, a dangerous well, opening Again, line. we didn't say what the country was, though, you know? Yeah. Oh. She could be like Avril Lavigne in 30 years. I'd be interested in seeing what she grows into. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess we'll have to find out. And It's just we'll- like a sad CPA in a loose necktie and trucker hat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also joining us today, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Seattle, Washington. It's Chris Smith. I don't believe in wallets, but I do believe in suit jackets. Hey there. That's Man, how I keep my money. Which, which one is that guy? The drunk oh, guy. Right. The He's on the run. His a... suit is lined in dollar bills, man. Oh, it never right. came up again. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> never came up again. Nor did they about? show him wearing another suit jacket ever again. Right, so... and at one point he's like bailing out the, the lower deck. <laughs> All his money is wet. Yep. Can't spend wet money. That's true. Although you can't really spend a lot of money in Mysterious Island in the middle of the Inquisition either. <laughs> the Inquisition does not take bribes. No. Also joining us today, we have a very special guest. She's at Just About Glad on Twitter which is her feed where she talks about nothing but gladware. In Oakland, California, <laughs> it's Allison Stevenson. Hey, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> also, I didn't know we were supposed to like say a line from the movie. If you can, that would be great. And yeah, we'll edit we, out we'll the part out where the, you didn't. We'll cut out the middle part, yeah. Well, you're lucky, because I actually did remember. I remembered a part where the captain says, uh, wet, damp, and moist. <laughs> oh right for the things that he doesn't want the explosives <laughs> yeah. to get yeah, yeah no wet, yeah, i particularly moist. just liked the the combination of wet damp and moist yeah that would be well it would just be wet really 
Yeah, and any of those yeah. would be sufficient. You could say like not damp or higher. Remember that old there was like that song in the nineties that was like blue on black, tears on a river. I think he could have said moist on a wet, because that's how that seems. Moist on wet. Moist on a wet. Yeah, whisper on a scream doesn't mean a thing. <laughs> I feel like that was kind of like that uh, Bon Jovi album, uh, Explodey When Wet. <laughs> Yeah. Also, uh, so I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of names and where they come from. So I can tell from your name that this is because you were once the son of Steve, and your first name was the son of Allie. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's very impressive. Right, good Elma. Like, I, like when Chris... I come from two males. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're very right about. They didn't know what to name me, so yeah. they were like, "Hey." Oh, just, that'd be so and good. They were, they were just really like hoping... gay couples have to name their kid. <laughs> After themselves. Right. <laughs> and also because they, they were really hoping you were going to be a boy. Right. They just settled <laughs> on the name first. And Otherwise, then... your name would be Allie Daughter, Steven Daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be much more unwieldy. <laughs> yeah. That was such a dumb joke. I, I've never cared about old names before. I was like, what? but what do I need to say to get into Stevenson? You should meet my brother, Pac-son. <laughs> you, <you're>... Stepdad. <laughs> oh, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Step, your stepdad's name is Pac. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's okay. Is his first okay. name Ready? <laughs> <laughs> All about Gladware, huh? Yeah, we're really. I believe it. This really is a storing things in the kitchen heavy episode today. Oh, it'd be so hard to like hide like a um uh, an affair with that naming scheme because it'd just be like Mailman's son, and you'd be like, <laughs> you know. That's Awesome. All right, let's get into the let's get into the movie now. So, Chris, you're our summarizer today. I would like you to summarize the movie slowly, starting at the end and then going back and explaining why there are conquistadors on a steamship. P.S. Please don't make it slow. <laughs> I don't know. First things it. first. They dump a body over sea. It's covered in a flag. The flag looks ornate. What happened? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, the steamer Carita. Karina? Karita? Is a steam-powered cargo ship, but it's not so sturdy. And it's carrying passengers and cargo from Sierra Leone to Venezuela, so crossing the Atlantic. Each of the passengers is going under the radar, and they have a secret. But the captain's secret may prove most deadly of all. For you see, in addition to carrying passengers, the ship carries powerful explosives in her cargo hold. The captain hopes to make a profit by selling them in Venezuela to some unsavory characters provided the ship doesn't blow up. So here's where I explain where the explosives are set off by contact with water. (laughs) And the ship is leaky on a long ocean voyage, and they're sailing through a hurricane, and then (laughs) there's a mechanical mishap that punches a hole in the cargo hold, and said cargo hold starts filling up with water, and the bilge pump is broken. Because the whole generator system is blown up. Yeah, there's something with the Jenny... They can't get it to work. The crew said some things. I watched this at one and a half speed. Also, the radio. Yeah. The guy in charge of the radio is is bonking one of the customers. Yeah, so he's not a. He's arguably a, the hottest of the passengers. <laughs> oh, uh, not arguably. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like the the cheerful cook. <laughs> you, you like the cheerful waiter? Yeah, I find personality yeah. sexy. I don't know. I thought I think happiness yeah. is sexy, and he was just so. He was so glad all the time. No, all about, all about glad. He's all about. <laughs> I think just all right, about. So, yeah, it's so, all about gladware. So, guys, guys, guys! Hurricane, explosive, shit is getting real. Okay, but then it's about to get a little surreal because they they leave for a uh. lifeboat. Some of them do, right? And then the captain discovers there's this weed in the water that's kind of murderous and wants to kill him. But he gets him off him, 
Uh, and he's like, huh, that's weird. They get back on the ship because the hurricane passes, and they get closer to what they found. They've drifted closer to this island, and they're like, ah, okay, but there's all this weed surrounding it, and the weeds take hold of the rudder, and they drag the ship in further. This weed is, is deadly in a lot of ways. So as the weeds get denser, the passengers see some wrecks of old ships, including Spanish galleons, and once fully stuck, they can't leave in the tendril of these weeds. The boat is boarded first by a large-bosomed woman seeking aid. The crew really likes her. And then is boarded by conquistadors and savages. The crew doesn't really like them. So uh, <laughs> there's a shootout and a fight, and the crew wins, at least for now. And they send a scouting party out, uh, buoyed by balloons, uh, kind of walking on snowshoes. They go to investigate, and they encounter giant crabs and giant scorpions and this intact... Spanish galleon from the time of the Inquisition because it turns out they're, they're descendants of those Spaniards who got stuck so many years ago and they're still posting up in the boat with all and these somehow their priests. armor hasn't rusted shut yet no 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 and the organ still works and, and there's these priests in pointy KKK hoods and, and a teenage despot calling himself El Supremo the priests keep El Supremo very, very close, which is troublesome. Uh, but they have this. The they also have this like weed head mouth monster kraken thing in the bottom of their boat that they drop their victims into. And they also have some native girls from the island. So life is pretty good for the one percenters over there in the galleon. But the help <laughs> isn't really so happy about it. Um, anyway, this the scouting party from the Corita is captured by El Supremo's men, and then you know it sounds there. like a Taco Bell dish, doesn't it? Right, they get Baja Fresh. But, <laughs> right, but as eventually they, they got to get rescued by the captain, right? The captain who, who stayed behind on, on the boat and another boarding party. So he shoots some priests, he set the boat on fire, uses some of the explosives from the boat to blow up the galleon. And uh, El Supremo, before the boat gets blown up, is inspired by the captain's optimism of getting away. Because the Spaniards are all like, we'll never get away, so you might as well just keep slaves and, and be creepy. Um, and El Supremo's like, no, I want to live. And then he gets stabbed in the back by the head priest or with a throwing knife or something, um, who's a true believer. Anyway, the boat goes down in flames. It's all very dramatic. And the priests all die in explosive fire. And captain and crew take El Supremo's body back to the boat to be buried at sea when they get away, which they do. They do get away from the island. Yep. Yep. Yeah, right. that was 90 minutes, Chris. You're right. On the dot. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I just had to get... There are a few points there, you know? Yeah. No, it's all right. Good. Okay. Uh, no, nothing to add? It really does sound like it would. his name would be... Like, his first name was Nachos. <laughs> <laughs> Nacho Supreme. Oh. What do you call a Supremo that doesn't belong to you? Or, yeah, El Supremo is like the car wash that you pay a little extra for. <laughs> yeah, that has like the Rain-X on it or something like that. Yeah, would you, yeah. Like, would you like to add El Supremo to this car wash? <laughs> Why, yes, please. For only 50 cents? <laughs> <Yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's get into Let's talk about it. So let's be, uh, let's do this. Uh, new idea, novel concept. Let's start and end today with a compliment yeah, to the right. work. That seems like a good idea, right? It'll seem kind of fair. We'll call it a compliment sandwich. Uh, Allison. All right, so we're going to start. We like starting in with every episode of the compliment sandwich. That's how we know that this is fair and legitimate criticism. Allison, yes, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. Which do you prefer? Um, I uh, I'll go last. Okay, excellent. Ez, you are up first. This is a compliment to um, I guess stealth drunk um Harry Tyler, who um, <laughs> who so the, the the drunk guy. Oh, okay, yeah, the, the uh, alcoholic con man. Yes. Alcoholic comment with with a 
a build the money tuxedo yeah yeah tux um so in like a, a roughly like four foot dinghy uh somehow a harry with like with nothing to do on it by the way uh harry tyler manages to drink the entire bottle of rum like a big like sort of uh, backcountry jug board. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, like anyone, not like a, yeah. a fancy glass Bacardi bottle, but like no. a jug with that little one finger handle, and then XXX written across it. Like this yes. was this was like the Looney Tunes bottle yeah. of rum, like the kind you would play in like a washboard band. Yeah, yes. in a jug band. In a jug band, indeed. <laughs> a jug band. If you were, well, I think it might. My bands feature the washboard, thank you very much. <laughs> Mine features the saw. My my jug band is is actually a milk carton, a milk jug. Oh, that's that's very hipster. And it's you. played by <laughs> it's played by that girl Sarah who has the huge jugs. Oh, nice. The from, one from the island, not your wife. Okay, we have a lot of Sarahs <laughs> in our world. So it's kind of hard to say. Ezra has at least one Sarah. Very right. good. Not Sarah Hathaway, the girl who talks to about twilight with us not your wife sarah not sarah wendell the girl who talks about uh, uh, about romance trash novels. romance novels yeah, yeah. but um, sarah the character in the lost continent who is the large bosom woman who climbs on the boat immediately before the conquistadors and joins the crew who const- is constantly wearing a low-cut v-neck shirt despite hanging around with the inquisition <laughs> i would think they'd demand modesty myself uh, i mean if you got them <laughs> <laughs> All right, touche. Uh, Chris, you're going to be second in your opening compliment. Uh, my compliment is for the uh, judicious and sparing use of makeup on the actors in this movie. It's all these folks on a boat. And it's in the tropics, and there's a hurricane. So whenever you see somebody in an interior space, their face is covered in sweat. Mm-hmm. And at first I thought, wow, this is really unattractive. This surely is why movies don't do that anymore. And yet, I realize later, it's because they're being real and authentic. Because yeah. you really would be sweaty. I noticed mm. a part where the captain had, like, his shirt was, like, sweaty on the back. He had, like, oh, yeah. sweat showing through his shirt. And then, also, a couple of ladies had kind of gnarly teeth. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you're, to- you're right. You have fixed my thinking. <laughs> like, if you can't be real about everything else, might as well. Right, yeah. right. If the, yeah. if the giant crab is going to be made out of wet foam, you might as well do sweat realistically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cinema verite. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, so my for my major compliment, I, uh, I probably played this. This is the opening music that you heard at the beginning of the show today. This is the, but I love the song at the beginning of the movie that just sort of describes the plot of Lost Continent, and the chorus is The Lost Continent. I, why did we stop having movies open with original songs describing what we're about to see? Oh, Gilgan's Island does that too. Yeah, and and Fresh is, Prince. Yeah, it's a desert thing. <laughs> and Fresh Prince was, I guess, it's kind of desert. Cultural desert, ballet. Yeah. <laughs> How much greater would Titanic have been if it was just like Jack Titanic. and Rose will fall in love, but they'll also <laughs> fall overboard. <laughs> It's Titanic. Yeah, that would have been awesome. The boat so that better. surely wouldn't sink. Titanic. <laughs> no. You're right. It would have been better as an upbeat number. <laughs> Just a whole musical. How come we don't do Titanic as a musical? Titanic is a musical. It's playing on Broadway. Right now. Oh, really? Or no, it well, did. Like... It did in the 90s and then early 2000s. And yep. Titanic this the musical, was... 1997. Yeah. Wow, this idea was good enough that someone's already had it and put more work into it than I will. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> then Ezra casually wondering. 
uh, <laughs> won five Tonys, including the award for Best Musical. So, wow. as at least your ideas are Tony winning. <laughs> That's great. Wait, Chris, was yes. that song actually from Titanic? No. Okay, because I would also believe that's the Qualiver song. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, all right. That's it, Allison. Oh yeah. Major compliment. You know, I was gonna say something about the music too. Uh, I really did like that opening song because I mean, for a minute, I almost thought you guys were making me watch a porn, <laughs> like a seventies porn, like that. That song was so smooth. It yeah. got me a little wet. Um, <laughs> Whoa. And damp and moist. Yeah, little- <laughs> <laughs> and then we exploded. Yeah, <laughs> but also uh, this might not make sense, but I liked that it wasn't three hours long. No, I, like I, I mean that in a way, because like a lot of these types of movies end up being like that. Yeah, in read Titanic. Like, yep. Right. Exactly. They end up being these huge epic things, and this had just as much crazy stuff. That could have made it that long, but it wasn't. The downside to it being so short is that there was an hour and five minutes of movie that have already happened, and then all of a sudden, pirates and conquistadors and giant crabs and like shit came out of nowhere. It was before that. It was like a story of bad captaining. It was could have cut a lot of the first half of the film and added more desert crabs. Okay, but guys, it's like. King Kong, if, like, King Kong himself was just a cameo at the end, right. you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. guys, what do you think is cheaper to film? Six people talking to one another on a boat? Right. Or six people fighting giant crabs and galleons and whatever else? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Side note, the crabs look like sponges, as do the galleons. <laughs> Still, you gotta build it. Yeah, th- but once you have the set, everything else there is cheap. It's the it's the startup cost. Once you've got them, film with that fake crab all day long. It's not like he's getting scale. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> the, the, by the, the crew hour. sweats for free, Alex. <laughs> it's true. Do you, think, mean, do you think if this movie was made today, they would have ran into issues with PETA? <laughs> for the giant crab? <laughs> I mean, all the I harm. Think they would have like run into issues with like Red Lobster and like you know, create unrealistic <laughs> expectations of how big seafood is. Right. Because <laughs> immediately after that epic fight with the scorpion and the lobster, there was a giant Cheddar Bay biscuit. <laughs> awesome. All right, so now we're going to go to our normal segment, our anchor segment, our hate game. Today, we're just going to be playing whatever game we feel like it. We'll just bust it out on our Sony Play Hachin. Hmm. No. Play Hachun. Hate Station. Play Hachun Portable. Hate Station is funnier. Mm, My Hate yeah. Station Portable. I'm okay with all these. Yeah. Yeah. How about. No. I, no. Uh, good. Well, so in any <laughs> order, what's something you did not like about the film? I know that's sort of what we're expected. I genuinely enjoyed it for the most part, but I'm sure we can find something. I learned before I even watched the movie this was the first movie ever rated X. Yeah. Wait, it, this is rated what? X? It was originally rated X uh, in uh, the UK. Right. Which meant 16 and over. Oh, fuck. Okay, because uh, I got the wrong impression. I thought I was going to see boobs. Right? I thought I was going to see sexy times. I thought I was going to see some, like, some realness. And, yeah, like, uh, just like Allison did when she heard the opening theme. <laughs> I know. And yet it disappointed. The best we got was, like, you know, a big boobed Sarah in the, uh, in the V-neck. I mean, I got to say. Pirate V-neck. I-, I would be shocked if someone sponsored us to watch a porno. Mm. I'm not saying I don't think our fans have it in them. (laughs) 
I mean, like, I think our fee to sponsor an episode is pretty reasonable, but paying three guys to watch porn is a little stupid. <laughs> you got a lot. I mean, you got a really lot. That's mostly just a donation at that point. You're not actually curious. What if yeah. it's fan made porn? Ah! Ah! <laughs> Here's fifty dollars. Please watch me and my wife do it. I would pay you fifty dollars never to have that idea again. <laughs> That's a good deal. You might want to take that, Allison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty solid fifty dollars. Uh, all right. To uh, never think about it ever. Yeah. I mean, it might be hot. It might be tough, do. but it's an honor system sort of a thing. Yeah. All right. All right. So here, here's one of my hates. I don't like rest. I don't like. Uh, I don't like reckless captaining. Mm. I think if you're a boat captain, you should take hurricane warnings very seriously. The ocean is an unforgiving mistri- mistress. You this know, captain was the worst captain since I don't know Captain Crunch. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Tearing up kids' mouths. It's gonna, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know this as not actually a captain of anything. There is he did not get his navy training. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So you mean that when he married me and my wife, that was not legally binding? <laughs> no, it was not. Uh, nor was it. Uh, nor are your rings made out of berries. Actually, <laughs> crunch berries are not real gemstones. No, they're not. That is that is not a ruby. That is a red crunch berry. <laughs> um, he was he was not a great captain. I mean, he, anytime the captain says I'm uninsurable, that's why my boat is not insured. Yeah. It's like one of those. That's a red moments. flag. Yeah, I think so. Certainly. Also, when you when you try to kill when you kill like all of your crew to like stop the mutiny, and then you like follow their same advice they did like five minutes later. Yeah, really. Yeah. Should, like that. The something that he never comes to terms with, which is the crew that left when they were still close to shore. Totally right. Yeah. That's embarrassing like, for you as a captain. I mean, like, you would have to apologize if you had left any of them alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, part of it was their own incompetence of lowering the lifeboat. It wasn't all his fault. Oh, the shooting was definitely his fault. <laughs> yes, I agree. I said not all his fault. <laughs> the shooting might have been a little reckless. Again, I'm not a fan of reckless captaining. It's, a big, it's an important responsibility. You can marry people. <laughs> that that's what you want to take with it not the safety of everyone aboard depends on it no i just i mean it's you can marry people act like a role model yeah Other uh, can i go into what i hated because it kind of ties into what oh please fuck said. yeah i hated everyone in this film like, <laughs> none of these characters were like appealing at all like within the first 20 minutes i was like they should all die like none of them oh wait, wait, you, right? you didn't like you didn't like ms webster who was like really horny when her dad was killed by that guy <laughs> yeah. yeah like these are all the shittiest people like the captain sucks like everyone's just mean and like wanting to kill each other anyways i was like yeah. who am i rooting for here? well older lady offered her her sexy times as a bonus for not taking away her money to the Fu Manchu right. guy. But you learned later, <laughs> you learned later though that she was doing that to get money to save her son who was being ransomed in Venezuela. Okay, here's the thing guys. Yeah, she was here's maybe the, the closest to a, a likable character. Well, what about me. Big Boob Sarah? Yeah, what She's about just Sarah? seeking a bigger <laughs> she, life. She just had so a much bigger love life to give. somewhere. <laughs> you were just looking at those boobs, guys. <laughs> she had so much boob to give. That's were you not looking yeah. at those boobs? Yeah, you were you thought I was, you were watching a porn okay. and you weren't even looking at her boobs. <laughs> and she wasn't even there yet when I thought it was a porn. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, oh, I do have a hate on young blonde girl though, right? Because like Fu Manchu guy just saved her life uh, with an axe, 
Yes. Like, and then she's like not like will not do reciprocal acts. I guess like she doesn't give acts back, uh, and yeah. so he gets killed by a plant. Axe body spray is just for men, dude. <laughs> but that's the thing like whenever somebody was being harmed or attacked you notice they would always kind of just chill there for a really long amount of time and then decide to maybe try and help them. well that's what's fun about hanging out on a scoundrel boat is no one's really in a hurry to help <laughs> so anybody it's like, eh. like when that captain got the he first touched the seaweed and it went around his hand and it was like yeah clamping on his hand everyone's just sitting there staring at it like yeah. this could ruin his hand but they did not react at no, all there's, like, there's kind of a continental sort of uh c'est la vie you know kind of thing yeah. going on i mean that's that captain i would not save that captain's hand after he made me like if i was say the drunk guy he made me load like exploding materials while i was drunk yeah yeah also like while you're wet and it explodes while wet. I mean, he endangered pretty much everybody. Yeah, certainly pretty there's much another the kind of dynamite you could smuggle. Like, this explodes when it's exposed to not seawater. Like, some, anything else. Alternatively, put a sponge down on the ground, you know, to, to, yeah, uh, to maybe, you know, yeah, account maybe, for this. Maybe thing. wrap those a little tighter in some yeah, s- I don't know. Give them all get, wet, get, dry suits, maybe? Put them in, in glad <laughs> Ziploc bags, because they stay dry. Yeah, or hefty. Today's episode is sponsored... <laughs> It's like watching Top Chef. Every couple seconds, it's like somebody's like, man, this Glad storage bag is so useful. Man, they should have been on Top Chef Canada that's sponsored by sponge towels. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I got to hate uh, for uh, for being a tease. Like, young blonde girl throws herself at basically every man on the boat mm-hmm. at some point or another. Yep. And when the carnivorous seaweed wraps his tentacles around her, all of a sudden she's all screamy, like, I'm a good girl, I'm a good girl. No, you're a tease. <laughs> Look, Alex, if you're the sea monster's lawyer, that sea monster is going to jail. I'm sorry, that would not hold up. <laughs> well, if I'm the sea monster's lawyer, we'll plead. <laughs> oh, will you? Yeah. To what? Yeah, to, I mean, to... <laughs> okay, so you know, you know what? Slaughter, <laughs> what's the <laughs> multiple of manslaughter? Menslaughter? Menslaughter. No. <laughs> you know, either way, Alex, in, in the musical or porn version of this, the sea monster lawyer is not a successful character. <laughs> well, what if it was anime and then the sea monster and her would have totally hooked up? Ugh. It would have been tentacle porn. It would have. That would have happened. Tentacle. But she would have been or like... Or if it was in this movie, it would have been like pool noodle porn. <laughs> yeah, true. But in the, in the anime version, she, she is like a... a, a, a She's like a yellow electrocuting mouse, I think, if I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Be All right, other hates? Uh, God, I, I don't know. I just... <laughs> so the scene, so everyone's just like, yep, once they got to the island with the galleon, everything started making sense, and it really clicked together as a movie. <laughs> Seriously, we had the scouting party. They rested on an island, and they think, oh, no, people are going to come get us. But wait, it's a giant hermit crab attacking them with glowy eyes, and then it gets fought off by a giant foam scorpion, and the eyes stop glowing so much, and then they know they're safe. I love that the hermit crab had asthma. (laughs) Yes, it did. When it got attacked, it did get kind of... But here's the thing. The scorpion is not like hermit crab, good pet, scorpion, scary pet. You got to assume scorpion would be the one going after him. But no, scorpion well, is on our side. It's the scorpion that's of the, the people. Thing you, you have to remember, though. <laughs> you have to remember, Alex, that whenever things get big, all the rules you know just switch. Exactly. You know? Yeah, it's like it's the opposite of the way physics work, where we don't understand yeah. small physics. It's like at this size, 
We just don't understand how animal behavior works. It's like it, they're non-Newtonian pets. That's yeah. what they are. <laughs> just like Clifford the Big Red Dog, he's too big. He's no longer man's best friend. Exactly, exactly. You just can't like, trust him anymore. Yeah, because he's a girl's best friend in that one. Oh, oh well, there you see, are. exactly. Oh. You can't on the yeah. macro level. It doesn't. It's not the same. Yeah. yeah. Up is down. Large dogs right. just don't live very long. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's a uh, wait. What? What? Well, like a great. Dane's I don't remember not the live Clifford the Big Red Dog where he like eats chocolate and dies. Well, he'd have to eat a whole lot of chocolate. That would have been a lot of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been like if they want to ever kill off Clifford, that would be a sad. I would probably not read that book. Like you know? if, <laughs> if if he goes to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. he got the golden ticket. He had to go, and they told him not to drink out of the stream. Well, he just and he man. did, and he dies. <laughs> what would the song be for the, the Oompa Loompas? <laughs> I guess it would be Oompa Loompa Doompa Deep Biffer. Red Dog da, 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 Dead Dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have a hate for uh, another movie where people way underreact to what's happening. The room? No, this happens. This has happened in a lot of in a lot of movies where they're just like, like for example, Twilight, where she's just like, oh, there are vampires that exist in the world. I guess I should be concerned about whether or not they love me. Instead of like, holy shit, everything I've ever known about the world is wrong. And these people, I think, way under surprised at a giant crab. Well, it's not everything you knew was wrong. It's just everything you knew about crab sizes is wrong. <laughs> And you know that lobsters could live forever if they didn't. Right, and they could so keep getting bigger, I guess. We don't actually know the maximum That's right. span of a lobster. That's right. And, you know, I think instead it's neat to just be delighted that the Spanish Inqui- Inquisition people speak English perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was the crazy thing for me is just like, okay, yeah, great. Pirates from different ages are attacking us. Why was no one mentioning the fact they're wearing giant balloons? Because that's like, I feel like the craziest that thing. Was- oh, okay, okay, oh my okay. God. So. In order to navigate, so it's like ocean and dense with weeds that float on top. So people are able to walk on the weeds, provided they wear kind of snowshoes and then balloon backpacks that make them lighter. So they're lighter and they have more surface area. They can walk on the weeds. So you see people who presumably have not had human contact since the Spanish Inquisition with artfully made balloon Weather backpacks. Balloons. Where are they getting the rubber? And or the hydrogen or helium. <laughs> Where are they getting the hydrogen? <laughs> Great question. So many issues. I don't know. I love that they really dedicated to being realistic about how, <laughs> how it's scientifically possible to walk on killer seaweed. <laughs> how dare you? I know how little buoyancy a helium balloon will add to you. It's very small. That those backpacks would be negligible. Yeah, but the okay. shoes, the shoes too. Yeah, the shoes. Yeah, but the I'm saying the shoes will do it, make or break you on your own. The balloon is not helping. That's providing maybe. It would have been great if they were wearing Crocs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think anyone like in this, yeah, wearing Crocs would have been very fun. Yeah, like if like the captain's like, all right, guys, this is a mutiny, I guess, and then he's wearing Crocs, or it's kind of hard to take someone seriously. I think that's... they would be mutinying because they're like, Captain, your shoes are ridiculous. I, I cannot follow you in good conscience while you're wearing Crocs. And then, like, the, the first thing, like, stomps off in his Uggs. <laughs> but they're so comfortable. Yeah. She's with her friends in the lifeboat, but she is the mutineer. She's got an 
This ad was required, but not approved, by Audible. Meanwhile, on a small podcast, Lost on the Mid-Atlantic. Alex, it's been brought to my attention that this podcast is being used to smuggle explosives. So what if it is? And I heard you ignored hurricane warnings and wanted to record the show anyway. So what if I did? Look, I'm the host of this show. I can make those kinds of decisions. Not anymore, dude. We're staging a mutiny. What? No! I'm afraid that if we stay with you, we're going to crash into another podcast that's filled with the Spanish Inquisition. We're leaving. Well, look, mm-hmm. that might happen, but if it does, at least we'll get to meet Sarah, a hot Viking girl with a low-cut shirt. Uh, right. Huh. That'll be the day. Uh, hey, guys. I just walked across the water to warn you. Pirates are coming to kill you and take your rations. What will we do? You're the captain. You decide. Yeah, we officially unmutiny. Ha. You better learn how to deal with this quick. If only I had a copy of the Worst Case Scenario Survival Handbook by Joshua Piven and David Borgenicht. I, I would have that book, but I'm just too busy to read. I, I'm too busy captaining this ship. How about listening to it on audiobook? It's narrated by Burt Reynolds, which is badass. Wait, seriously? It is. Is that really true? Yep. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I would, but I don't have any money to buy audiobooks. My dynamite smuggling salary is terrible. How about getting that audiobook for free by going to audiblepodcast.com slash weep? You can get one of 100,000 audiobooks for free, just for signing up for a free trial. Well, I would, but I would get so lonely listening to an audiobook all by myself. Well, I'm super hot, and I will sleep with the captain of any vessel. I re-mutiny. You can't. I re-mutiny. Uh, you can't. I mutiny first. Double mutiny, no backsies. Triple mutiny, double take back, no erases. <laughs> Infinity mutiny, plus one. Unplus one, times a coke. <laughs> Tap mana. <laughs> no genies, one wish, quadruple mutiny. That's it. Baked into a brownie, eaten on top of the Empire State Building. Audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. It's good to be the captain. Awesome. So, guys, I want to play uh, another round of the Midway, where we play a couple of quick mini games. Uh, so, the first thing I wanted to do was I wanted to play a little bit of No Retreat, No Surrender, because there are so many characters that get very little screen time in this movie. Who do we want to see more of? Clearly, the bartender slash waiter, who's just really cheerful all the time, and his home is the ship. So, when there's a hurricane, he stays aboard. You know, he he's like the violinist on the sinking Titanic. He- just- Okay. Honor bounds. If they were drunk. They yeah. abandon well, ship. He stays behind. The boat does not sink or blow up. They they almost die. Half of them do die in the lifeboat. They get back to the regular boat, and he's just like, "Hey, welcome back." Would you like yeah. a Bloody Mary? Yeah. Yeah. The crazy thing about I that is he was still wearing saw... pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? Like as soon as all the people leave the ship, you're like finally comfortable and take off your pants. If, <laughs> if you think that you're the last person in the world. You're not wearing pants for those days. I, I want to stay classy. That's my thing. I don't want. Uh, then you wear the bow tie still, but no pants. <laughs> I don't want to die like a playgirl model. I, I'd like to. <laughs> yeah, that is what they would be doing. They're right. <laughs> how I like to to live or die. <laughs> he died the way he lived. <laughs> pants. I almost thought that because it was so weird that he lived and, like, he was, you know, on the boat still and everything, I thought he planned everything. Like, I almost thought this movie was going to do something like that. Oh, oh this he was Tim con. Curry in the movie. Clearly. Yeah, like, this waiter guy, like, his job is to lure people into this island. 
but no. Oh, he's wrong. he's like uh, he's like when you when you're at like an airport in Mexico and there's all those guys who are getting paid if they funnel you to the right taxi cab. So it's like they're all pushing to get to you. It's like that. He's the exactly. He, he gets ten percent of every person <laughs> murdered by the Inquisition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets like oh. a, he like works on commission or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you should go. There's this uh, island in the middle of the Atlantic that no one's seen for a thousand years. You should totally. Ch- I mean, it's really nice. It's nice. I'll take you there myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd love to see the no retreat, no surrender of the uh, the giant crab. Obviously. Oh, I was gonna go scorpion. Actually, <laughs> oh, I was gonna go box monster. <laughs> the three's one. company yeah well that would be a fun Our, uh, yeah a like, buddy a, like movie. A, a trio yeah a, a road trip movie with the three of them across the atlantic yeah, <laughs> what kind of car or yeah, it. <laughs> clearly well, it has to have a box yeah i mean obviously the crab would drive <laughs> well i i think it could probably fit in like the road rules like um like winnebago maybe yeah or i picture i picture it like madagascar where they're just like they have to join the circus they're like, we gotta get back to New York. Yeah, they, they really want. They're like, they're trying to get back to the lost continent because they, or like Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound. Yes. Yeah. Where we have we have the the giant hermit crab voiced by Tim Allen or something. <laughs> Michael J. Fox yeah. is a scorpion. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I wanted to see the giant crab just because I want the the TV show Deadliest Catch to Crab's Revenge, because the crab is like eating this person, and you gotta feel like. As a race, crab deserved to kill a couple of people. The catch just got a lot deadlier. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, no, it's like that big buck hunter, the deer's revenge, where you're like the deer shooting hunters. I think yeah. that's what this is. He de- crabs deserve to just take out a couple of people. They've earned it. I think they have. I think they. I mean, yeah, for for all the pounds of crab that people eat, that's definitely equals at least one person. At this, especially point. if that guy's a jerk. Yeah, and I'm, and and I would also love that if the giant hermit crab was about to eat this guy, and first he dips him in a vat of butter. <laughs> oh, of course, <laughs> garlic butter. First he has the cheddar biscuit, and then <laughs> the giant ch- cheddar bay biscuit. <sighs> All right, and so for our second mini game, I want to play Captain That Ship. As discussed earlier, uh, the captain does a little bit of reckless behavior as captain of the ship. So what one thing would you do differently if you were running this ship? This uh, tramp steamer across the Atlantic. I'd probably... I'd probably... I'd probably sell the ship before I left with all the, uh, you know, dynamite cargo. Because I'd be like, you know, I'm not a great captain because I'm uninsurable. I'm probably going to blow up my ship. I'm just going to just sell the ship now before it's blown up. And 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 take that money instead. At least get yeah. At least get the money for the 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 cash for sunkers or whatever it's going to be called. For yeah. Th- sell the ship for scrap at this point. Yeah, or or for a novelty restaurant. Oh, that's a great <laughs> idea. Here's my thing that I would do is a, I'd do a personnel management a little differently. Like that thing where okay, so they abandon the ship, they almost all die, they come back, and then the waiter is still has to be a waiter. I think he deserves a promotion for surviving that. He's, He's going to be, be oh, I was totally thinking the same thing. You, you got to... I mean, the fact that he has to put back out a tuxedo and start pouring drinks again, I don't know, it just seems like you're going to lose your best employees if, if you're not challenging them. And he clearly knows <laughs> when his ship yes. is sinking and when it's not. You got to go with him. 
It's like who has to die in order for him to get promoted? And it's kind of like everyone. <laughs> well, no, because bitchy first mate bought the kicked the bucket. He could be bitch. He could get promoted to bitchy first mate. Sure, absolutely. Well, I, I don't really think bitchy first mate. I think more like a little whiny and a little soft minded. Because he again, that was really not his mutiny so much as it was. Um, he was a he was a puppet, mutiny. Ezra. Oh, he was definitely a puppet. He'd be like he got stabbed in the back. Yeah, but and and here's the thing. I think if half the crew abandons ship, you might need the waiter to become a little more than a waiter. Yeah, it's like no longer your first priority. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, people can pour their own drinks. I need you to navigate, please. Not that he'd yeah. necessarily be good at that, but neither was the first guy apparently. <laughs> no, no one was great at it. I mean, like, I, again, like this this ship shouldn't have even gotten this far. It was really terribly staffed. The expectations for the job well done is very low on this boat for anything. Even yeah, the piano no player turns out to not really be a piano player very long. Yeah. Just a drunk. All right. Uh, other things? What else would you do to try to make, if you were the captain of this ship? Um, I would have banged that lady. No, I was going to say, you, you, you want to bang Miss Peters? I would have totally. <laughs> I think that would have. Wait, that would have. Is that because you think everything. that would have helped the ship, or because you, at this point in the movie, still was hoping it was going to be a porno? Here's a little bit whenever of both. There was, <laughs> whenever there was some organ music playing, there was a porn. It was like we just didn't get to see that movie because it got cut, I guess. <laughs> oh, but right. There was a porn somewhere. <laughs> well, there's always a porn somewhere. <laughs> like that's like saying that's like because like yeah, in like in Toy Story, I'm sure there's a part where the parents are downstairs and they turn up the music really loud in their bedroom and they do it right. But we don't. That doesn't make Toy Story right, a porno. Right. But is their bedroom really downstairs? Because that doesn't... That's not the layout of most houses. <laughs> that's the part of that sentence you had an objection to? I'm sure they're doing it. I just... I feel like if it's downstairs, then it's the kitchen. <laughs> that's going to be really awkward. I don't know. I was just trying to remember the layout of the... Because the kids' bedrooms are upstairs. They wanted a quieter bedroom downstairs. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess that could happen. I just... I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's probably in the kitchen. I think that's what they do to spice it up. Literally, lots of seasoning, yeah. <laughs> turmeric and cinnamon all All right, well, this brings us to the second half of our compliment sandwich. So we're going to go in reverse order of the way we did at the start of the program. So, Allison, you have the uh, you, you will be going first in this minor compliment. Oh. Uh, to the movie still? Yep. Another one? We're back to the movie. Okay. Last compliment. Yep, second, last... second to last compliment okay. you have to give. Last nice thing you'll ever have to say about the movie The Lost Continent. Mm. Okay. How about this? <laughs> <laughs> That was just the sound of paper. It's not a compliment. How about this? Um, How about this compliment? <laughs> runs away. I'm trying to Google search compliments for movies you don't like. What a show. <laughs> they were having were so having much fun, fun in this movie. <laughs> All the costumes. costumes were so lifelike. You know what? I liked, I liked that there was... I liked that the, the little kid... The, the the leader ended Baja up fresh. wanting to be a good yeah. guy in the end. Yeah, it was yeah. like Anakin yeah. backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. Is spoiler alert. It's a, it's a great. <laughs> Only half is bitchy too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Way more likely. I, I, if Anakin in the if in episode one Anakin had been like 
bad first and then try to be good and they got stabbed in the back for no reason, would have been totally a watchable series. <laughs> yeah, and also if they Different. if it was all made out of foam instead of the CG of the of the prequels. <laughs> oh my god, if Jar Jar had just been a giant foam crab <laughs> much more watchable. Me With so really cute. bad. <laughs> 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 awesome all right uh so that makes it my turn for my second compliment uh which is this uh the drunk piano player later grifter hustler whatever guy without a wallet dad killer dad killer uh uh sober man for a little while uh how did he die did he die no no, no i think he, he might lived. have ended up with um uh, sarah the the large the yeah, survivor guide so, yeah. yep cleavage aficionado cool, yeah, anyway, that guy, uh, when we first met him, he was playing piano, and he showed that he had some pretty good skills from ragtime to Beethoven, and... Bach to Boogie. Bach to Boogie, and then, uh, and then, uh, later, when there's all the shit going down, he's just in the background playing, dum, 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 <laughs> da, 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 dum, dum, and that is a good guy to have around in a crisis. Yeah, he's, he, in case you weren't sure how you should feel, he lets you know. Yeah, <laughs> It's like when we try to play like appropriate music during the bumpers, things that are related to what we're talking about. It would be way better if we just had a piano player who knew all of the songs. Yeah, just, like on Glee, where there's just like a Muppet hair, like the Muppet-looking guy who just like appears and just well, wait, helps you out. Way to ruin it for mm-hmm. me. <laughs> we can cut it, and it will never happen. Can we cut Glee from my memory? <laughs> yeah, it's called a lobotomy. Glee. <laughs> also, you can follow Allison's other Twitter feed just about Glee. <laughs> Don't, I'm sure that's With four a, E's. I'm sure. <laughs> Glee. I'm sure that's actually a thing. Anyway, uh, so that's my comment, Chris. Yes. Uh, I gotta. I gotta say, the captain, for all his mismanagement, has some serious, huge stones on him. Uh, when they are escaping. The uh, galleon that they're blowing up. They have a tiny little raft. It's like the size. It's like four feet by four feet, and they're cramming like twenty people on it. And at each corner, there's a giant barrel of the water-sensitive explosive, which means if anybody kicks anything, their whole boat is blowing up, and yet they get away. And I gotta say, you know what? That's just that's just bragging at that point. He's so good. That's one He's of the awesome. things about this whole explosives canisters they actually were sealed pretty well because they get all kinds of wet and don't blow Mm up yeah who the fuck knew right yeah the guy who sealed it probably wow the power of glad (laughs) 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 those tubs uh full of explosives had a uh blue and yellow make green seal around it that's right so you you know it's working so you knew it was waterproof it's watertight (laughs) don't get exploded just get glad I'm going to send Glad a letter and let them know that we have pre-advertised for them and would like a check. And, or, and we'll say that if not, we're going to go back and edit this so that every one of those references becomes Ziploc. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's a threat. They might actually pay us to make that Just Ziploc. don't change my Twitter handle to just about Ziploc. It will be. No, but it, 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 your, your, your Twitter handle will be changed to this. Uh, you can follow her at just about Ziploc on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, All right, as now is your turn. Last compliment from you. What do you got? Um, I think the the captain is just still a great salesman. Also, um, that even in the midst of the mutiny, uh, he really wants to make sure they have like a one last chance. So he's like, it's like, 
you realize you realize this is a mutiny, I suppose. He's like he kind of understands like that that yeah, they probably know what they're doing, but he wants to make sure they really it's not the point of no return yet, you know? So he just he's always really I mean, it's, it's kind of like um I don't know, like if he was like he just got slapped by, you know, some woman. He's like, you realize you don't want to sleep with me now, I suppose. I, no, I, I would love it, though, if he had been like, you guys are going to take over the ship, throw me off as captain, and, and turn the ship around. And then he's like, no, you, you guys do know that is mutiny, right? And they're like, oh, shit, that's what mutiny is? <laughs> Dude, I thought it was a gelatin-based dessert. Takes his backsies. <laughs> that was a close one. Thanks, Captain. Yeah. <laughs> You're the captain. Make it happen. <laughs> Not a real captain, as Still not a real captain. <laughs> All right, that is it for our show. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. We will be back again next week. Next week, we are talking about another late 60s classic of science fiction this time we're gonna be watching the british tv series the prisoner and uh this one seems a little bit intense so uh look out for that that we're gonna watch is this is this a british version of oz Uh, it's like Oz, but with tea. I, I don't know. I, no, it, you, you drop your teacup and then it's it's, it's like it's like a spy thing, also. So I'm afraid it might be very similar to uh, the Avengers. Anyway, there's definitely it's weird the sponsorships this session. Like we got three in a row that were. Uh, that had like old British science fiction elements. It's very strange. So if you think, as this is a sponsored episode as well, if you think we're doing too much British science fiction or just too few books because you started listening because it was called Read It and Weep and you're like, what's all these fucking movies? Well, that's up to you. The ball is in your court. Choose your own adventure. Go to read-weep.com slash sponsor. I guess Choose Your Own Adventure didn't charge you to turn to page 12. Anyway. Usually not, no. No, that would be brutal. <laughs> it's, that, buy Your Own Adventure, the books. It's Commission Your Own, Choose Your Own Adventure. <laughs> commission Your Own Adventure. That's a great idea. If Zynga got a hold of it. Yeah. <laughs> 32 <laughs> coins, you can turn to page 18. <laughs> Otherwise, you have to wait, wait until tomorrow when you have enough energy to read this. Or beg your Facebook friends to donate. Yeah, right. <laughs> Oh, man, Zenga, the book publisher. Anyway, uh, if you want any of those things, if you want us to do something different, read a book, whatever, uh, watch porn, totally up to you. read slash sponsor. Do it now. Do it recklessly. We appreciate it. It helps keep us going. Thanks very much to Nancy. Yes, thank you so much, Nancy, for sponsoring uh, this episode. We, we uh, You rule. You do rule. This was super fun. This is totally a good time. Now, uh, thank you, as always, for being here, Chris and Ez. Yep. Yeah, man. And thank you so much for joining us, uh, spokesmodel for Gladware, Allison. <laughs> well, thank you. I had a lot of fun. I, I hope you did. It was great to talk to you. We will have you again sometime. Uh, I would love that. And I won't have technical difficulties. I one promise. Mo- one more time, uh, your Twitter is just about glad. At yes. just about glad on Twitter. All one word, no punctuation. And I'm assuming that's actually because you're just happy or almost it- happy. You know, I don't know, sure. It's also a song title. It's, you know, it's a, I don't know, it's a handle. Right. Who knows what happens <laughs> on the Twitters. Awesome. Oh, All right, wow. well, that was it. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We'll be back again next week. Goodbye. You gotta have something if you want to be with me. Oh, baby.